Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. You're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature Radio. No, I, I think any young, any coach, period, you're calling the plays with the play caller throughout the game. You, hey, I would call that. I really like that call. I wouldn't call that. And I can't tell you how many times as a young coach I'd hear a play call come in and be like, ooh, I wouldn't call that. And then first and 10 or touchdown, you know. So I think all of us, when you're not calling the plays, are, are in that rhythm thinking about what you might call next. Uh, I know for us, uh, offensively and even Joe defensively, uh, I think it's really a, a really collaborative effort uh, on game days. Ultimately, you know, I'm making those calls, Joe's making that calls, but we have a lot of help along the way. Now, here's your host, my dad, Thelonious Seven. My dogs by nature family, I hope this transmission finds you well. My name is Thelonious Seven, and you're listening to Part 3 of the AFC North Preseason Symposium on Dogs by Nature Radio. In Part 3, we talk about peripheral expectations around the 2021 season and get into our preseason predictions. And same as the first two programs, we are joined by at Daddio DeFacto, at Matt Jergs, and at Steelers Devoted on Twitter. I'm curious to hear what our guests have to say about the topics. So without any further ado, let's get into part three of the AFC North Preseason Symposium. Our first topic of the day is as follows. Last year, the issue with illness made for a bumpy ride at points in the season. How close did the 2020 season come to ruin? And do you anticipate a smooth and fair campaign in this 2021 season? We will first hear from the greater Allegheny region and Vince and Dimitri of the Steelers Devoted Podcast. Last year's season was certainly bumpy. Steelers had a first hand where they had three games in 12 days um, uh, with various COVID outbreaks. They had their bye moved up because of the Tennessee Titans. Um, COVID obviously is still unfortunately running rampant. Um, however, we do have the benefit of vaccines and the NFL largely, I think they're what, above 90% and from the entire league from tier one uh, staff and players being vaccinated. So they're Certainly ahead of the curve and hopefully uh, more and more um, get vaccinated. I, I do think uh, with fans in the stands, it's certainly going to look normal. I think it's really dependent on um, not getting complacent. I understand the vaccines certainly are a big help, um, but they've changed their protocols a little bit to for, you know, it's a little, it's a little less stressful on the vaccinated. However, I think it's important that uh, the teams, the league and everyone involved still do their part still keep you know play it safe again i think i think it'll be a much smoother year than last year um, i'm excited that fans are back in the stands i personally will be in the stands uh this year i know vince will be but i do think that this year will, will run a lot smoother uh than last year and i think we'll, we'll have less hiccups than uh than we did last year at least that's my hope yeah i think that the nfl is very strict on you know if you don't have a vaccine then you need to be tested every day uh 
and they just have there's so much more knowledge about it. You know, I'm not saying that we know everything about it, but there's so much more knowledge than we had a year ago. Correct. And I I don't think you'll be seeing Wednesday games. You know, you you know, I think you're gonna get an idea very quickly before and after games of who has COVID, who's not, who's sitting out. So I think you know, and especially with the addition of an extra game now. Um, so I, I think we'll be have a much smoother year overall, and uh, I think it's going to be very exciting because you know it's as Chase Claypool was saying, you know, he gets to play for, in front of fans as a professional for the first time. You know, I just I remember him saying something specifically. So it's almost like two rookie draft classes or two draft classes um, are having the chance you know to experience that for the first time. It's going to be special for everybody. Um, come September, what was that twelfth? 12th, yep. Yeah, 12th for the Browns and the Steelers openers. That date just one week away. Guys, thanks so much for your perspective on this question. It's certainly a delicate topic. Kind of interested to hear how Daddy O DeFacto or Daddy O McDuke views this subject. The illnesses and the, you know, there's a lot of talk about the, uh, you know, what is going to happen with the, the masking and the vaccining and all that kind of a stuff is going to ramp up again. But uh, I, I don't think it's going to be worse than last year. I mean, the 4 15 game thing, they got to figure that out. I don't know what they're going to really do with that. Yeah, I was skeptical last year. But since they made it to that season, I feel much more confident about the possibilities of this year being better. The issues with play and practice seem far more complicated. And it remains to be seen throughout the course of the year what the effect will actually be. Wrapping up this subject, we will turn to Matt Jurgensen of the... Be more sports pub to gain its perspective on this one. Uh, definitely the 2020 season is one for the record books. Um, you know, trying to navigate a season through a pandemic uh, was incredibly challenging. Um, it, it was amazing. You know, they, they didn't have to extend the regular season. You know, they didn't have to modify the playoffs. The fact they got through all the games and, um, you know, again, I know as a Ravens fan, I mean, there are times they, I think, played on almost every day that ended in Y just to be able to get the games in. I know the uh, logistical nightmare was real. And, uh, you know, you mentioned in your question, too, about fairness. I mean, I think that's always something that people would want to bring up. In the, in, is it going to be fair to every team when you have to move games around and do all these different things? So it seems like moving into this season, they have um, they've hammered out a plan. Uh, and they got to stick to it, of course, with, uh, you know, depending on if you do have a COVID outbreak and what does that mean for teams? Is that going to be uh, forfeiting games? And, uh, you know, and it's it's very interesting with all this. You know, you have the, the preseason being pared down, but you actually extend the regular season. Um, we all know what that's about. Uh and I think we have to say it out loud of extending the regular season in a time again when you're talking about, you know, the coronavirus is still a thing and it is still something that needs to be dealt with and discussed and to make sure again that everyone is safe. Um, so uh, I think that's something again, this will be another interesting season. I think they've learned some of the lessons from last year. Um, I don't know if it was necessarily, you know, we were like so close from it being a, a ruined season. Um, I think just the fact again, that there's just too much money on the line. There's just too much, um, to leave there to not push through and and have this season and uh, I mean this past season and and to see what we have you know coming ahead in 2021 it should definitely be exciting Matt this is a great response and you're right the 2021 season could be a veritable roller coaster ride and speaking of this 2021 season 
we are going to end the AFC North preseason symposium by making predictions in the upcoming season in the following categories. The first one is AFC North records, then playoff predictions, divisional most valuable player on the offense and on the defensive side of the football, as well as the outstanding rookie. We'll kick things off with Daniel McDuke of the Cincy Jungle. I say, look, I say the Ravens probably win the division. I think the Browns have a winning season, but um, I just, I mean, it's just hard with their history to see them as being on top, you know, um, to have two excellent seasons in a row. I don't, I don't know. Uh, the Steelers, I think, they, they always find a way to fix their offensive line and running back, you know, kind of uh, rushing the ball problems. If they do that, yeah, the Steelers are going to be right in it, man. Um, I think they could be, yeah, yeah, 500 or a little bit above. Bengals, look, Bengals are going to win six games. That's uh, it, between six and ten. I mean, they, because they're going to be high-scoring affairs. Um, but, I mean, barring injuries, you know, they'll be in a lot of games, but they'll lose a lot of games because the defense is still young and so many new pieces. But they, 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 are, they have made progress. Defensive, offensive MVP for AFC North, I'm going to go with Nick Chubb. I think he's going to get a lot more carries. People are kind of understanding his value now. Defensive, I, I hate to go with the, the obvious pick, but I got to I gotta say TJ Watt just because I think he, he's, 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 he's just kind of getting going. I mean, he's so, so, so gifted at getting to the, the quarterbacks. Outstanding rookie, I'm going to say Jamar Chase of the Bengals. He's going to get a lot of touchdowns from Burrow. Jamar Chase, huh? That would certainly point to a bright future in the jungle. So let's skip on over to the greater Chesapeake region and hear from Matt Jurgensen about the predictions from the Midnight Dreary. All right, it's prediction time. So uh, I'm going to go with Cincinnati at 6-11, and 11, Pittsburgh at 8-9, and nine, Baltimore at 12-5, and five, and Cleveland at 13-4. and four. So yes, the Baltimore guy has picked the Browns to win the AFC North. Uh, I do think eventually it's going to be a two-team race between Cleveland and Baltimore with Pittsburgh sort of falling off mid-year. That means Cleveland and Baltimore will both end up in the playoffs. Um, Where they end up, to me, still remains to be seen. You know, what can both of these teams do with Kansas City? There's still going to be everyone's choice to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Um, And uh, they're going to stay that way. I think it's going to stay that way until one of them can prove uh, that they can beat them. Um, they've both had moments where they can show they can certainly compete, um, but are they going to be able to get the job done when it counts? Um, if you look at some of the uh, accolades for the year, offensive MVP, I think it's got to be Lamar Jackson. Um, as he goes, so the Ravens go. Um, he, again, is a dynamic talent, game-breaking ability, just incredibly rare at the quarterback position, what he brings. Um, if, he, if he can continue to develop his mechanics and gets his offensive uh, efficiency, his passing efficiency, back to where it was in the MVP year in 2019, uh, the Ravens will have a fantastic year. Um, defensively, Miles Garrett, it's hard not to choose him. The guy looks like the Incredible Hulk. He's an amazing disruptive force. Uh, along the defense. And for rookie, I would love to say I, I'd like to pick Rashad Bateman, but um, his his injury certainly doesn't make me feel confident with that selection. So I'll go with Najee Harris, uh, running back from uh, the Steelers. Um, he's going to get a lot of carries uh, to kind of help uh, balance out some of that offense. 
Um, I think, again, the offensive line issues may limit him a little bit, but he's certainly not going to lack for um, volume, and uh, that may uh, spell production for him in his first year in the NFL. Wow, some eye-opening predictions from Matt. So let's wrap the formal part of our show with Vince and Dimitri from the Steelers Motive Podcast. Let's hear their predictions for the 2021 season in the AFC North. Man, this is tough. Yes. Um, and it's weird because it's 17 games. It's going to be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be it's gonna take a minute for me to get used to that. 10 and 7, 11 and 6. Right, 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 right. Um, so I'm going to go um, Pittsburgh's 10 and 7. I'm going to go Cleveland 11 and 6. And I'm also going to go Baltimore 11 and 6. And I'll go the uh, Bengals will be um, 6 and 11. Um, I'll have the Ravens winning the division on, off a tiebreaker. But I do think all three teams make it to the playoffs. Um, that's my AFC North predictions. Um, playoff predictions, yikes. Um, Big yikes. Yeah. Um, I hate to say it. The team I think that's going to come out of the AFC, I just think they have a good mix right now. I think the Tennessee Titans are going to come out of the AFC. Um, mm. Kind of off the radar, kind of, I think, mm. pick. But I think they'll I think they'll represent the AFC uh, in the Super Bowl this year. I think, they, like I said, I think they have a good mix. Tannehill's been there a couple of years. They've added a pass rusher in Bud Dupree. They added Janoris Jenkins, Jenkins on the uh, at corner, uh, placing Malcolm Butler. I know they lost some guys, but let's just be honest. When you play that team, I mean, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, uh, that's, those are three large men that can run four fours, essentially, it seems like. And it's, it's, it's going to be – and come December, it's going to be – I think they're going to be primed to make a run into the postseason. Um uh, I guess if you're gonna make me pick for the NFC, I think I, I unfortunately I think Tom Brady's gonna get the Bucks back to the Super Bowl. They brought everybody back and then some. Um, so I'll say I'll say Titans and Bucks uh, in the Super Bowl uh, for the division MVP uh, for the offensive MVP for the division. Had I had he not gotten hurt, I probably would have said J.K. Dobbins. Um, but I'm gonna go with uh, Nick Chubb as the offensive MVP. Uh, and I'm going to go T.J. Watt for the defensive MVP and Najee Harris as the outstanding rookie of the division. Uh, I like the division picks. So quickly, I would go 12-5 and five for the Ravens, 11-6 for the Browns, 10-7 and seven for the Steelers. So obviously, the margin error there is not overly large. And I'll go 7-10 and 10, uh, for the Bengals. You know, either one of those things. I think Baltimore is very good. I'm very high on Baltimore. Um Coming out of the AFC, I think it's going to be the Bills. I watched Josh out yesterday on a couple of those throws, and I'm not excited to play him week one. Uh, Within the division, you know, Lamar Jackson, I think, is the best offensive player in the division, so I have to go there. And and if he can get any one of his offensive weapons as far as wide receivers to go to work, I think he could be very dangerous. They certainly have um, given him all the weapons that he could possibly ever need there. Defensively, It'll probably be Miles Garrett, I think, will be the best uh, defender uh, on there. And then the rookie, wow. Wow, wow, wow. It, you know, it could be Pat. Um, gosh. Um, I, 
It, it could be JOK. If JOK plays meaningful snaps, I have no idea who to go for the rookie. I mean, right. I, 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 there's, there's so many I just went, I just went Najee Harris because of the volume. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. It's not going to be uh, Jamar Chase. Little shade, little shade at the Bengals there. Little shade at the Bengals. Yeah, it sounds like you and Daddy O might need to settle your preseason differences with a little friendly preseason wager. As for my predictions, I have the season finishing as follows: I have the Ravens with 13 wins, the Browns with 12, the Steelers with 10, and the Bengals finishing with five wins on the season. That's plus or minus one. So I definitely think that the Browns can challenge for the title. But with the likely MVP Lamar Jackson starting all 17 games, that is going to be a very tall task for the Browns. I will say this, though. I love Nick Chubb. But if a Brown wins offensive MVP, it will absolutely be Baker Mayfield. I feel that this league and this conference still hasn't understood what they're witnessing with Baker. The guy is half Brett Favre, half Drew Brees. It's still going to take some time for that story to unfold. But I'm here for it. And with that, we'll put this one in the books. Big thanks to Daddy O'McDo for taking his time to share with us here on Dogs Manager Radio. It was great to have you, sir. Thelonious, thank you so much for having me on. And uh, yeah, please check out our podcast. It's a lot of fun. We have myself and John Sheeran and the OG Electric Smoji. We, we like to, we like to, you know, have a lighthearted approach. Um, and we have a lot of great guests, a lot of former players, a lot of current players and people from the media. And we asked them a lot of crazy questions. But uh, check us out on YouTube, DH Sports TV, or the number one Bengals podcast on Believe. It's available everywhere. It's nature, it's gratify, all those things. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Daddy-o, it was certainly a pleasure. Hopefully we can hear from you again real soon. And of course, we had Matt Jurgensen of... I also wanted to commend the fine work of Matt Jurgensen. He can be found at Matt Jurgs on Twitter. Once again, Matt, it was truly a pleasure having you. And once again, this is Matt Jurgensen, co-host of the Baltimore Blitz podcast, which you can find on Apple and Spotify. Signing off. Thanks again for having me on. It's exciting that time here is here once again, the start to another NFL football season. Hopefully a safe and productive one, one where fans will be able to all enjoy it in the stands And uh, we'll see what happens when we get to February. Happy football, everyone. Matt, it's great work again. And I have to admit that every time I hear you talk about the Ravens, I hate your fans just a little bit less. And that's really saying something. I appreciate you being here. And finally, I wanted to thank Vincent Dimitri from the Steelers Devoted Podcast for stopping by the studio. Good friend Thelonious always reaches out, always shows love. We certainly appreciate that. Yeah, we got to get him on here. Absolutely, guys. Looking forward to the discussion during Steelers Week. Welp, you've been listening to the AFC North Preseason Symposium on Dogs by Nature Radio. Once again, I am your host, Thelonious7. Take care and go Browns. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. 
But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.